Welcome to the Barry and the Jets podcast post-draft report. And what a draft it was for our New York Jets. How about that? You can start right off the top with the first three picks. At number four, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, cornerback from Cincinnati. The top-rated cornerback in the draft. Last season, he had 40 tackles, three sacks, three interceptions, And the key stat here is that he did not give up a touchdown in his entire college career. At number 10, they took Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from Ohio State. In the 2021 season, he had 70 receptions for 1,058 yards and 12 touchdowns. And he can block too, that's very important. Then, at the 26th, the Jets moved up in the draft, moved back in the first round, and took Jermaine Johnson, defensive end from Florida State. In the the 2021 season, he had 70 tackles, 18 tackles for loss, and 12 sacks. Two forced fumbles, and two forced fumbles. Many had him ranked as the top edge rusher in this draft. He also had two passes to make. That was that was what I meant to say. Then we go into the second round. With the 36th pick, they took Brees Hall, running back from Ohio State. Listen to Iowa State, excuse me, Iowa State. Listen to his statistics for last season. 1,472 rushing yards at 5.8 yards per carry and 20 rushing touchdowns. And he can also catch passes out of the backfield. Again, that's very important. And again, a lot of the experts ranked him at or near the top at the running back position in this draft. I don't know about you, but I'm imagining a backfield of Brees Hall and Michael Carter. How about that for a backfield? Their third round pick was Jeremy Ruckert, a tight end from Ohio State. That was an interesting pick. After signing CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin in free agency, I don't think anybody thought that they would take a tight end in in this draft at all. But offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur plays a lot of three tight end sets in his offense. So that may be where Rucker fits in. He appears to have both the pass catching and blocking skills necessary for a tight end. But it seems to me that they went from not having enough talent at tight end to possibly having too many tight ends. But only time will tell that. I find the fourth pick interesting as well. They chose Max Mitchell, an offensive tackle from Louisiana. I wonder what this means for Makai Becton. Now, Joe Douglas said he feels good about Becton coming back, and then he takes Mitchell an all-Sunbelt Conference first-teamer. Suppose Becton does indeed come back healthy, in shape, and ready to go. They have George Fant on the, on the left side. Becton could go to the right side, so where would Mitchell go? Will there be a competition between Becton and Mitchell when training camp begins? Will Mitchell just provide depth? I don't know. Keep your eyes on that situation. Finally, the Jets use their second fourth round pick on another edge rusher, Michael Clemens of Texas A&M. 
He was a captain with the Aggies last season. He had seven tacks, seven sacks, sorry, 11 tackles for loss and a forced fumble. Now he has a bit of a checkered past. He had a run-in with the law last year, but Douglas is high on him. So let's give him a chance. Now, here are a couple of observations from the draft. Last Thursday, you may remember, I said the Jets need defense badly. Now, I was hoping the Jets would take Kayvon Thibodeau with the fourth pick. They need an edge pass rusher. The last good one they've had was John Abraham, and that was 15 years ago. They took, they ended up taking Sauce Gardner, and I was okay with that. That, that was, that was totally fine with that. Then, with the very next pick, the Giants took Thibodeau, and I was a little, a little upset again. But then the next thing I knew, the Jets were trading back into the first round and picked number 26, and guess who was still available? Jermaine Johnson. When they announced the trade on TV, I said right there, I said, Johnson is still there. They have to take him. They have to take him. And I was so happy when they did. So now they have their edge rusher, hopefully, possibly, again, the best one in the draft. Another observation was that Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, was still on the board when the Jets drafted at, number, at 10. I watched him play in the national championship game against Georgia, and I said then that I would love it if the Jets drafted him. I liked his speed and his ability to make the big catch. He was available, but the Jets decided to take Garrett Wilson instead. Okay, fine. Williams tore his ACL in the championship game, and some say that's why he dropped down a little on the draft board. I wonder if he hadn't injured himself, would the Jets have taken him? But on the other hand, if he hadn't injured himself, he probably would have been taken much sooner than he was. So he still may have been, un he may have been unavailable to the Jets to even take if that had happened. But getting back to the defense, the Jets had seven picks in this draft, and four of them were for offensive players. Okay, they definitely needed to get more weapons and protection for Zach Wilson. Absolutely. Between the free agents they signed and the guys they drafted, they are doing that. They're getting those weapons, much more so than they did for Sam Darnold. I wonder what he's thinking right now. They still have work to do, but I think they addressed a lot of needs. Of course, we won't know anything until they get out there on the field and play. The NFL draft at best is a crapshoot. If most of these, if most of these draft picks pan out, if they become what they're what everyone says they should, then the Jets could look very different this upcoming season, both the roster and how they play. The big thing, though, is how Zach Wilson plays this year. So much of this depends on him. As I said, Joe Douglas is putting tools around him. He's getting runners, receivers, and protection for Zach. So we better see some improvement from him. We better see some improvement from this team. That doesn't mean playoffs. That would be great, of course, but for now, I just want to see real improvement. I'm hoping for a 9-8 and eight season in 2022. I, I don't know. I really don't think that's too much to ask, but 9-8, and eight, that's what I'm hoping for. 8-9 and nine is the lowest I'll accept. Any fewer wins will be a, a huge disappointment to me. It really would. But right now, I am looking forward to the 2022 season. There's a feeling 
among Jets fans that hasn't been there in a long time. A feeling of optimism that has not been there for a long time. OTA workouts are at the end of the month into the beginning of June, and then mandatory minicamp is June 14th through 16th. So let's go. Let's go, Jets. Let's get it started. Jets forever. So until next time, I'm Barry Rogers, and don't nobody know like I know what I know better than I know.